0: I mean, look, in show business, that's all the time. You could come to work one day and they just say the show is canceled. What can you do? So, what I've done is I've produced so much content. I got radio, I write books, I write movies, I do TV shows, I host TV shows. I got a game show, I do a Facebook watch show. I do so many. So when they come and they cancel something, I don't really give a damn. Cause I got eight more jobs. You know what I mean? I've just managed to stack. And then I'm always prepared. I prepare for what's coming. Here's the deal. Change is inevitable. So here's what's gonna happen. No matter what's going on in your life, is not permanent everything is going to change. So there's two things you can do with change. You can react to it or you can participate in it. It's gonna change anyway. So if you keep waiting around, you're gonna to have to react to the change. And now you, you're behind. But if you participate in the change, if you know the job you have is not gonna last forever. I'm just telling you, COVID proved that already. Where you go to work at every day, That's going to change. COVID proved that already. Your best laid plans has changed. So what you got to start doing is you got to start anticipating that it's going to change and just start living your life with the preparation for change. No matter what you're doing, you could be doing more. Remember that. It's 24 hours in a day. You got to use as many of those hours to prepare stability for yourself as you can. I said it online, I got in a lot of trouble. If you sleep eight hours, you're not ever going to be rich. If you have any dreams of being rich, you cannot sleep eight hours a day. It's only 24 hours in a day. If you sleep eight hours, that's a third of your life. How can you, you cannot be asleep a third of your life and become successful. You can't. People got mad at me, they're talking about Steve Harvey prefers wealth over health no I'm just telling you if your ass wants to hit it and be rich you got to quit bullshitting you got to get your hustle and grind on you can't sleep right now. how much you sleep I sleep between four and five hours if I get six hours woof I'm tired plus I'm old I gotta get up I want to see what today is I can't miss nothing I'm old man I'm 64 years old so I can't be laying in the bed waiting I gotta get up early I'm up for the sun come up every day because I just want to see what else God got for me. He even gave me a lot, might as well go see the rest of it, right? You can't see his sleep. So I've always prepared myself for what this business is. And for the first time, I've actually thought about retiring. This is the first time I've ever thought about retiring. So now I want to come home. I'm coming to Africa.
1: How did you do it? You created it three ways. Number one, You decided there's something you wanted so bad that you unleashed all your desire. You became obsessed with it. If it was a business or a car or a relationship or a transformation in your body, if there's something you once envisioned and now it's real, it's because you didn't just envision it. You brought so much emotion to it that now it's in your life. It was once a dream. It was once a goal. And now it's in your life. How many have something like that in your life now? Say I. You may take it for granted now, hopefully not, but it was once just a vision. It may have seemed impossible at one time. So how did you do it? You started with a concrete vision of what you wanted and you focused on it continuously, didn't you? Wherever focus goes, energy flows. You envisioned something, you got clear about it, and then you started thinking about all the reasons why you wanted it. You got excited about it. said, this is what's next for me now. I want this you may have dreamed about it thought about it talked about it but when you focus on something continuously something magical happens you get insights don't you you overhear a conversation and you hear something you wouldn't have heard if you didn't have that outcome or goal that you wanted so badly who's ever come up with something obsessed about it didn't even know how to do it and it just happened and it came together who's had that experience say I so why don't we tap into that power now for your business in life most people have a belief about what their real potential is no matter what you tell them and that affects how much action they take and of course that affects the result and then ironically that result reinforces their belief and then that belief affects it so I'll give you an example let's say a person has unlimited potential we all agree but they take little action little results why because they have to start with a problem with their belief they don't believe It's really going to happen for me. Maybe for Frank Kearns because he's got the cool hair and stuff. Or maybe it's for you because you're so driven, but it's not me. Maybe Tony Robbins because he's a freak, got these big teeth. Whatever their thought process is, right? They got this thing, right? But what happens is, if you believe that there's very little potential, how much action are you going to take? Nothing, little. And when you take little potential with a little action, what kind of results do you get? Lousy little results. And when you get little results, what does that do to your belief? You go, see... I told you this was a waste of time, told you this wouldn't work. And then what happens? You tap even less potential. You take even less action. You get even worse results, and your belief gets even weaker. And this sucker feeds on itself until you are in a downward spiral. It's poisonous. It's poisonous, and it's self-fulfilling. Now, what if something could happen that could come along and fill you with a sense of absolute certainty? Not like, I believe, but mean, where you know. In you guys' case, mine as well, we knew because we had to because we burned the boats, There was no other option. We had to find the way. We, had, we weren't going to live that way. We all did it in different ways and for different reasons, but in essence, that was it. If you get yourself in a state of certainty that this is going to work, I'm going to find the way, and if this doesn't work, I will make the way, then you tap a lot more potential. And when you're certain in your potential, you take massive action. When you take massive action, you really believe in something, you get great results. When you get great results, your brain goes, see, I told you I was a stud. I told you this thing would work out, now you're even stronger, you tap more potential, take greater action, greater results. That's how you went from 300 bucks in a week, to in five days, to 100,000 in a month, to a million bucks in a day, same thing with you. And we get momentum, why so the rich get richer, and the poor get poorer. Now some people go out and they go, well, I'm gonna take a bunch of action, all right? I'm gonna open this product, I'm gonna try it. And they'll say to you, I even did it. But it's like a salesman who goes and knocks on the door, and he knocks on 100 doors and says,
2: you don't want one of these to leave, do you? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah.
1: And even if he doesn't say it verbally, his face says it because he doesn't believe it's going to work. So his voice, his body, the execution is so weak. Maybe if he talks to a hundred people, somebody's going to buy out of pity. He's going to want his kids to starve, right? But he's not going to get the result. So the core difference in people is how do you produce certainty when the world isn't giving it to you? You go out and you try and you try in your case, you're a hundred thousand in debt and nothing's working. How do you keep yourself going? The way you did it, the way I did it, the way you're doing it, we may not have done it consciously is we didn't change our potential, that was there. And it wasn't even taking more action. Taking more action with a belief it's not gonna work, it's not gonna change anything. We got results in our head that made us feel certain as if it had already happened.
3: When you're working on changing your life, changing some bad habit, getting out of addictive situations or relationships, or working to build a dream or making a difference in our society, or learning something that's very challenging. Here's what I I realized, ladies and gentlemen, develop a great deal of respect for it's hard easy is not an option it's hard living Life is hard see it's hard when when you are 49 years old been working on a job for 17 years and they come in and tell you you're finished and give you one week severance pay you got to start all over again it's hard when you are married and raising children and your children are crawling and your husband dies unexpectedly it's hard handling just the tragedies of life it's hard when you're working on something and and you put everything you have in it and it doesn't work out you lose your money and other people's money it's hard it was rough when I lost my job and I could not find a job. It was humiliating and embarrassing, borrowing money. And then I couldn't pay the money back when I told them I would. That's rough. How people look at you, how they respond to you. It's very hard. It's humiliating. Here's what I discovered that happens to you in life, you will go through things and while you're going through them you can't understand why it's happening to you. But after you go through it and you get back and you look at it and you say, oh, now I understand why I needed that lesson. Have you ever happened to you? What is Have it ever happened to you? That, that I did, I couldn't understand it then. But after I got through it, then I saw that that was preparing me for bigger and better things. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, What's using my life? Heard a guy give a lecture one time that says we are today what we were when. And he's talking about the fact that we, to a great extent, behave, think, react because of some previous experience that we've had. One of the things that we know about life is that it is always changing. Sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're down. Sometimes things go real well. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're happy and sometimes you're sad. Now, that's that thing called life. And when we begin to understand and know that, accepting that reality, that that we will never, ever have things just on an even keel all the time. that you're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. But during those down moments, that's where the growth takes place. That's where the work is. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid. They have happy relationships. The children are acting normal. (laughs) Business is successful. Anybody could be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. Am I correct? See, but the real challenge... The real challenge of growth mentally, emotionally, and spiritually comes when you get knocked down. Somebody said that that adversity introduces a man to himself or a woman. How you handle it, that's where the growth takes place. When I was facing some challenges, I had a guy say something to me and I suggest this is one of the first things that you want to do. When you're facing a challenge, you want to get unstuck, evaluate where you are. Look at it, assess yourself, assess yourself and assess the situation. What brought you there? What role did you play? Earl Nightingale had a saying I like. He said, all of us are self-made, but only the successful will admit it.
2: Now, let me give you the miracle piece of this formula. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Here it is. Number three is activity. We're affected by what we do. Now we've gotten to the formula of how to turn ideas into reality. How to turn imagination into substance. It's called number three activity. So add these notes to it. Now activity is the work. Activity is the labor. You might add labor pains. I'm short on personal experience here, but. The mothers in the room would tell us. We know what that's all about. Labor pains. Why would an upcoming potential mother be willing to put herself through maybe a rather painful experience? She said, that's an easy answer. And it's for your notes. It produces new life. Why wouldn't she put herself to the labor? Now comes the miracle of new life. And whether it's new career life or new business life or new friendship life or new married life or new life of any kind. It has to come from the work. It comes from the labor. In fact, labor was so important. Here was the original formula for labor. If you have forgotten it, remind yourself for your notes. Six days of labor and what? One day of rest. Now it's important not to get those numbers mixed up. Why is that? Here's why. Why not five, two? I don't know. Maybe five and two would be okay. If God would have thought of five and two, he might have made it five and two. you can't think of everything when you're putting one of these together. But maybe one of the reasons for six one, jot this down now. If you rest too long, the weeds take the garden. Not to think so is naive. As soon as you've planted the busy bugs and the noxious weeds are out to take it. So you can't linger too long in the rest mode. You've got to go back to work, six days of work, then rest and spirituality and friendship and change of pace. And then go back over the last six days. What did I do? What did I miss? Who did I miss? What happened? So that I can invest those corrections in the next six days of higher productivity. Have you got that now? Six days of work, one day of rest, don't get the numbers mixed up.
1: Activity.